The following podcast has coarse language, sensitive subjects, and might give you nightmares. Listener discretion is advised. What does a haunted house look like? We've grown up with imagery of a dilapidated mansion on the top of a hill, framed by overgrown bushes, with shattered windows that display ghostly cameos of past residents. Just a carcass in the woods. They've also been known to present themselves as 1960s bungalows, decorated with manicured lawns and delivered newspapers, with ghostly cameos that are reserved for their current residents. No matter what comes to mind, fear can manifest anywhere. Even in a place where you should feel your safest, like a home, can turn into a place where you're not. Welcome to the world beyond the veil. This is Geist. Glenn and Wendy were looking for the quiet country life. They found their dream home on a farm in Georgina, Ontario. It was everything they were looking for. It had land and big gardens and was hidden away from the chaos of life. But it was the chaos of the afterlife that changed everything. We moved into this house, I'm going to say about 11 years ago, we purchased this house. We were living in town and we saw an opportunity to purchase a property that was out, just outside of town and in the country and uh, with a bit more property and a much quieter setting than what we were at. We loved the house and the agent said, sorry, it's sold. And it was about oh, two weeks later, I drove by and there was a fella out front putting the sign back up. So I didn't even call Wendy. I went straight to the real estate office and I said, I want to make an offer on the house. I lived on a farm all my life. And so being here was close to where I grew up. I knew the area. I knew most of the people here. And there was chicken and sheep and cows and everything right behind my house. So I was pretty much happy that I was coming here. Um, All I saw was a house that was in a country setting but five minutes out of town. And for me, that was perfect because I just wanted someplace quiet because I really had grown tired of uh, living in a town subdivision. Before we purchased the property, honestly, I knew nothing about the house. Found out that the farm across the road was the original farmhouse. Basically, the property was sold off. They built this house and the house next door, and then the, the, the son of the original family and his wife, Ruth, lived here. We purchased the house off of a lady by the name of June, a very nice lady. Um, she, her parents were here, but um, yeah, she'd taken over ownership and she she adored this place. This was her, this, you know, she loved everything about this place, but she wasn't able to keep it up anymore. So she, just, she decided to, to sell and move to a senior's apartment. 
Excited about this new chapter, Glenn and Wendy packed up all their belongings and transitioned into their new quiet home. But it didn't stay quiet for very long. We moved in. We uh, we'd never had a well before. And so the first evening we were here, I thought, I'm going to go down and just check the pump, make sure everything's fine. I don't know what I'm looking at, but I'm going to go do, you know, this is where we're new. And I went down into the basement and there's a pump room. And I looked at the pump, the, the, the gauge, everything looks fine. And I went to take a step out of the room and the door slammed so violently in my face that the whole frame shook. I got him talking, it's, it slammed. I was I jumped back. Like if I had another half step, I would have caught it in the face. So I opened the door and of course I'm doing the open the door open back and forth. Like I couldn't get it to recreate. Like there's no windows open. This is in the basement. So I went upstairs to Wendy and I said, I think the house is haunted. <laughs> As a joke. And when he's like, why? I said, the door just slammed in my face. That was bizarre. Never thought anything. Never thought anything about it. That's, that was the first night. But that was just the beginning of the ongoing disturbances. After the initial door slam, then it was continuous. It was every night. We'd be lying in bed. We could hear voices. The cupboard doors, clunk, 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 clunk. We heard sobbing. We heard yeah, sobbing. Downstairs. You would hear uh, footsteps in the hall downstairs. Our dogs would sit on the couch watching and the kitchen. Would apple pie all the time. We would smell apple pie. But the, the silverware in the drawers, the doors would open and the silverware would start to go. It was, it was just constant. And then? Wendy and I were sitting in the living room. And I was sitting where I could see through to the kitchen. And I, I, I stood up and I just stopped and sat down again. And Wendy's patron said, there's an old lady standing in our kitchen. She had a frumpy dress on. She was stooped, long gray hair and face was gray, very dark eyes, not black, but dark. And she was just standing there. And I looked over at Wendy and I said, she's right there. And we looked back and she was gone. After their frightful occurrence, they started asking questions as to who this woman may have been. Well, Wendy's mom lived in a senior's building, and there was a, a fellow there who knew the, the owner who had passed away who lived here. The original owner, June's mother, whose name was Ruth. He came over one day with a photograph of her, and he came to the door, and I said, oh, do you want to come in? He goes, I'm not coming in that house. He handed me this picture of this woman who was stooped with a frumpy dress, long gray hair. It was the exact, what I had described was in the photograph that he, that he gave me. I saw her, that was her. That was, I looked at the photo and I thought, Good, look, gosh, that is who I saw standing in our kitchen. That was June's mom. After seeing the photograph, it confirmed for Glenn and Wendy, they saw the ghost of Ruth. We had bought this house because of the apartment in the basement, because my daughter had just got married and they were, they were saving to buy a house. So their daughter, along with her family, move into the basement apartment. Actually added to things that happened the, afterwards. The, yeah, that actually added to the drama of the house. Our daughter and her husband had a little baby. They, over top of the crib, they had one of those mobiles. 
it would go off all the time when nobody was there. When they weren't home, it would just go off. And the music would start to play. And I would go downstairs. And as soon as I would step over the threshold of the door, it would stop. It would stop dead. So I thought, okay, we'll fix this. I took the batteries out. Go back upstairs. Start playing again with no batteries in it. This happened all the time. One weekend, my daughter and her husband decided to leave their baby, their, which is my grandson, downstairs. And he was sleeping in their apartment. And we had the baby monitor with us upstairs. So we knew he was sleeping and everything was fine. And all of a sudden, we'd hear this cackle. But the laugh was a very sinister, just a really... <laughs> and we were like, what the hell? And then I, I swear, I've never run so fast in my life. I must have jumped down the staircase. We ran into the bedroom, and there he was, sound asleep. Needless to say, I slept down with the baby that night. After that, the baby monitor became an outlet for these spirits to communicate. That baby monitor became a, a real source of entertainment because we would have it going and we, we would, one, one evening we heard, get help, my, my chest. My chest, my chest. My chest, my chest, get help. Uh, we would hear conversations, we would hear laughing. Mm -hmm. After that happened, our daughter decided that she was going to smudge the basement. And it didn't go well. Smudging is an indigenous ceremony to purify a person or place of negative energy. She went down and she was smudging the basement and as soon as she stepped over the threshold of the baby's room door, she instantly became so nauseous she couldn't do it. Yeah. Then other weird things happened. The rocking chair beside our grandson's crib started to rock. And it would go back and forth and back and forth. And then uh, it, would, it would stop and then start going again. Now, this isn't a floor thing. It's a, it's a, it's a basement floor. It's a concrete floor. There's nothing that's going to be you know, affecting that. And the baby wouldn't sleep in there. He would, just, he would just scream and scream and scream and take him out of the phone. Then we got rid of the rocking chair and it seemed to calm down a bit. The friend of theirs had had this rocking chair and give it to, to my daughter. But when Annis told them, we had to get rid of that rocking chair, it was rocking on its own. The girl goes, it did that to you too? So it had to be something that was attached to this rocking chair. Although the activity slowed down after the removal of the rocking chair, it did not stop. My son, he was maybe four, and he wandered to the top of the basement stairs. And my first, oh my God, get him away from the stairs. And when I get to him, he's crouched, and he's giggling, and he's looking down to the basement stairs, and he's going, hi, hello, and he's giggling, how are you, hi. And I went, okay, come on, let's get you away from the stairs. And I look down, and on the floor in the basement, in condensation, there's adult-sized bare footprints on the floor. My, my first thought is, how do I deal with this? I've got footprints on my floor. I went down and I wiped them up. <laughs> huh. Well, yeah, 
That seems normal. Then on another night where they were watching their grandson. Again, they were away for the weekend with the baby. We hear crashing, just crash, 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 crash downstairs. So again, run downstairs, see what's the matter. On the dresser, she had had three little jewelry boxes sitting on her dresser. The large jewelry box was upside down in the middle of the floor. All the contents were still in the jewelry box. The lid was open, it was upside down, but it was about six feet out, so it didn't go and spill and then bounce. It was out and then tipped open down, but all the stuff was still in the jewelry box. It's just basically all three jewelry boxes. It was like, it just shot one this way, and the other two went the other directions, and one was propped up against the wall. So after that, Glenn and Wendy's daughter decided she was going to take her family and move out. My daughter and her husband finally had decided it was time for them to move out. And the night before they moved, they left. My daughter had packed up all her things, and she's walking down the hall, going to bed, and in her ear she hears, Are you finished yet? Are you finished yet? And Anna said, Yes, I am. And she went to bed. The next day when she was leaving, she said goodbye. Yeah. She actually heard a voice that said goodbye. Said goodbye. We don't know why they got pushed out, but it just felt like that's what it was. They wanted them out. After the departure of their daughter, these strange occurrences were leaving Glenn and Wendy feeling isolated in their home. Even when they tried to explain their situation, nobody would believe them. I've never believed in any kind of no, paranormal. No, neither one of us. Neither one of us. Like, this neither is, one no of us thing. have there's, ever... There's no, there's no such thing as the paranormal. No. Uh, all of a sudden, you get into a position where you're experiencing some serious shit. <laughs> and people were calling and, us... And we would tell people, and they would go... Sure, yeah, okay. sure. So I didn't know what to do. So I was on my way home from work one time, and I drove by the Hedgewitch. The Hedgewitch is a local New Age shop. And I just, it was like a spur of the moment thing. Turn in, and I walked in the door, and there's a woman at the counter who does readings. And again, I'm not into this sort of thing. And there's a woman at the counter, and uh, she, and she looks up. And she goes, "Hi, wow!" And I went, "How are you doing?" She goes, "Whoa, what is going on at your house?" <laughs> she goes, "Come, come, let's talk." She sat down, and she said, "Yeah, so you've got you've got a few spirits there." She goes, "There's the owners of the house. They've invited some people in with them, um, and but the spirits." that are there are the, the spirit of the, of the people that the house was built for. And they said, she said, she, she really likes you. She's not fond of your wife. That's what she told me. Having this conversation helped Glenn and Wendy understand more about the spirits in their house. It gave them some comfort. Somebody believed them. But nothing could have prepared them for the storm that was about to hit. Five years later, um, we, you know, that we were having experiences all through this. 
we we had one night where it was just craziness in here. We were hearing like we were trying to sleep, and it was I swear it was like you could hear the sound of wind blowing through the place. There was uh, voices, there were screams, there was uh, recovery doors bang and bang. It was just craziness, absolute craziness. And uh, we actually sat up all night. We we just it was just you know I mean. You see on TV, people run from the house in terror. Oh my gosh, no, you don't do that. But you know, we, we, we're kind of used to it at this point. We've been living in this for five years. After that night, Wendy was outside talking to the neighbor. Just found out that June passed away last night. June, the lady that sold them the house. The daughter of Ruth, the ghost they saw in the kitchen. And all we could think of is she came home. She's here with her mom. After June passed away, it was about a month or so after that, that we would, if you came and you were sitting in the living room, you could actually hear them chattering downstairs. You could hear two women chattering, just like they would be doing, you know, mother and daughter talking. Life in the house continued, and as the activity grew, so did their curiosity, and they began to experiment with paranormal investigation. When we met our friends, Paul and Tina, uh, we became very much interested in doing paranormal investigations, and our place became a great place to test equipment. We didn't realize that the more you ask questions, the more you bring this out, the more they want to talk. So as soon as Paul and Tina would come over, it was like a crazy house in here. Came over one night, we decided we were going to set up all our equipment and downstairs. Uh, that's the night where we had a recorder going and we recorded a child's voice that said, Grandma. Within ghost hunting and parapsychology, electronic voice phenomena, or EVP, are sounds found on electronic recordings that are interpreted as spirit voices. Investigators will typically use a handheld recorder and ask questions and then play it back to see if they've gotten any answers. Don't try this one at home, kids. The following was recorded on Glenn and Wendy's EVP session. And then we realized, oh my gosh, that's our grandson's voice. It was it was mimicking our grandson's voice. What they didn't realize is experimenting in their home would encourage these spirits to communicate in different ways. And then one day, Wendy was in the hall and something pushed her from behind and you basically landed palms down on the floor and knocked yeah. her down. That's when we decided we really have to deal with this. They decided to take a stand in their house. What really, really helped is when we claimed ownership of the home. We weren't like, we're a guest in this house and this was your home. No, this is our home now. You need to know your place. You can have, you can be here, but you are not the boss. We are the boss. That when we adopted that mindset, things really, things happen, but the severity of things calm down. We, we, we just don't worry about it anymore. This is our, this is our home. We love our home and we, we basically, we've set it out that you, anybody else, they can stay here as long as they behave. 
And they don't bring anybody else in. And they don't bring Paris. anybody else in. We always hear people like, oh, if I had something like that, I, you know, I'd be out of there like a shot. Why? It's your home. Why leave? <laughs> Claim ownership of it. Like, it's not going to hurt you much. <laughs> Glenn and Wendy took their paranormal experiences to a good place and formed an organization to help people that have nowhere to turn. Uh, we formed a paranormal investigation team called COPE, Central Ontario Paranormal Investigations. And the, one of the, the main reason we wanted to do that is we know what it's like for people to say, you're crazy. And now we can be the people to go, you know what, we'll help you out. We'll help you out with it. We, we get it. We, <laughs> we know it. what it's We're like. Not, we know what it's like to be that person. That's why we do this. What we've learned after living with this for just over 10 years, we've just learned how to live with it. We, we don't find it scary. We don't find it disturbing. Um, and it's just become part of our home. It's changed me because I understand now a lot more of what goes on around me. I take note of when people say, did you see that? It's changed me, it, it, it's changed me really well, I think. Glenn and Wendy still live in their home. I've been there to conduct this interview. And while trying to set up, all of my equipment just stopped working. It just crashed. My GPS was acting up when I was trying to find their place, and one of my headlights on my car burnt out. Coincidence? Maybe. While at their home, conducting our interview, they had some of their ghost hunting toys out, and all the readings were really high. Is their house haunted? Sure felt like it. If you have a story you've been hiding, submit it to us at geistpodcast.com. Geist is written and directed by me, Danielle Matar. Original score and sounds by Bo Jensen. Geist artwork is by Jake Carruthers. Voice acting by Dylan Leagati. Special thanks to Sarah Hahn, Glenn Laycock, and Wendy Laycock. Follow us on Instagram at geist underscore podcast. And please take the time to rate Geist on Apple Podcasts. It'll make it easier for people to find us. Thank you so much for listening. Sleep tight. On the next episode of Geist. One night, I woke up to a noise. At the bottom of my bed, there was a gray shadow-like figure. All of a sudden, the gray figure turned and looked at me.